0: there is difference in the quality of fidget spinners dude I'm,
1: I'm i'm an out listen i'm gonna go on record i may offend some people i can't stand fidget spinners i, I it's have a, you it's tried a, it's a no- fidget poppers uh, d- wait no don't tell me those little popping thing oh gosh the no. little popping the little popping thing no no please don't please don't <laughs> How you brewing?
0: It's time to get ground to earth. I'm David. And I'm Josiah. And today we're talking specialty coffee.
1: What it is, what it isn't.
0: That's right. I was just introduced to what's his name? Ali G. Come Ollie on. Oli G. Well,
1: Sasha Baron Cohen. Right,
0: right. That, yeah. oh, if you haven't seen it, look it up. It is a brilliant sketch comedy yeah. real life situation um, uh, has absolutely nothing to do with our real, conversation yeah. today.
1: <laughs> real life? Uh, k- kind of, kind of real life. It's, yeah. it's real for some folks in the room. <laughs> Very unreal for others. Nine, 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 <laughs> nine, 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 nine. I'm not finished. All right. I made it sound British though. It's definitely not, not British.
0: He, no, he is speaking with a British accent. I don't, I don't,
1: I don't know time for What's in the Cup. <laughs> <laughs> this is our final What's in the Cup from Maine, at least for now. Right. Um, we have, I, out of the trifecta that I've pulled from Maine, this one was the hardest to procure. Okay. I would say, uh, by physical location. This place was a recommendation by you when I was asking for some coffee tourism hints. We went on a hunt. We did. Online, and This is a through hunt. social media. Listen, this is, this is 44 North Coffee. And it was a lot of... The, the whole journey was half the fun, not yeah. just the coffee. I mean, we literally... Uh, from the location where we had started, I think it was like an hour and a half to right. two hours to get there. Um, we had to go over like two major bridges... And then like an island, um, I'll, I, Deer Isle, I believe is where this, okay like 44, yes, roasted in Deer Isle. I'll say the made. reason
0: I sent you there is when I was looking online and I saw that they had all of these different brewing methods mm-hmm. advertised, it looked like they just loved making coffee.
1: Well, I believe you are correct in that okay. because um, I really enjoyed my experience there all the way to Stonington is where we ended up stoning to me you now this which Crossing is on bridges. Deer Isle it was it was amazing we're like all, all through this wooded residential area forest and then bam this fishing village for fishing village pretty much I mean wow. maybe I don't know if the village is is the right term but it, it it was quaint and it was lovely
0: lighthouse nearby
1: I don't know if there was a lighthouse I mean sure there was right but um You're no, there's this beautiful beautiful little cove area it was awesome wow. so Anyway, forty-four North Coffee. Um, this is, like I said, this is the last of the series. So, taste it. You get three sips and a gulp. I will tell you this on the okay. tasting notes: there's really only about two that you could get, but in a, in a twist, they're really combined into one giant description. Gotcha on this on this tasting note. Right. But I believe in you that you can get a part of this description. Of the giant description. Of the giant description,
0: it's so a two and a giant. And when you mean giant, you it mean is larger a larger category. N-
1: it is a mouthful of a descriptor.
0: Wow. Yeah. Is it on the wheel? The SCA wheel.
1: Um, a portion of this what? description would be on the SCA wheel. Why don't you taste it and okay. let's get into it, and then we'll get the reveal.
0: Time for my first of three
1: sips. And while you're sipping. Um, It's from Honduras. Mm. It's a honey process. Okay. Okay. And that's about to read the bag here. It says, we had an idea, pine trees, salt from the sea, and coffee beans. 44 North Coffee was born in 2010 on a small island off the coast of Maine. All right. Founded on the principle that fresh and ethically sourced coffee sips best We custom roast 100% Arabica coffee beans on Main Street in Deer Isle Village. We honor the hard work of the farmers who, who grow our coffee by fairly purchasing seasonally organic beans. And we roast to levels that highlight the best tasting notes in each cup. Enjoy at your own line of latitude. I'm so excited about this coffee. Mentally. I think we always say excited. I forgot so excited how many.
0: I, I forgot how many sips I have taken. Go for one I, more I and a gulp. Yeah, just exactly. go one more and a gulp. The the flavor I'm getting in the middle is really interesting. When you say a long word?
1: Help me understand. Not, not word. It's a no, long, no. it's just a phrase. It's a phrase. It's a phrase of a description don't get lost in that just think what you taste acknowledging
0: the body of the coffee though
1: there might be a component of that okay and i'll still give you three guesses still get three guesses and as long as it's a component i would call you correct wow so you're saying there's only two I would say that there's really only about two things in here, maybe three, maybe three. Two of them are very similar to me. One would maybe be considered a body and won't be considered a flavor. But the one is kind of flavorless and can be flavored.
0: What is happening?
1: That's actually a really great way to describe what's on this bag, but probably sounds very confusing to you.
0: So the very first taste that I got right in the middle...
1: I tasted mangoes. Mangoes. Okay.
0: I tasted like a mango. And even you know, when you eat a mango, there's a little bit of a this is not the right word. Please do not hate me in the comments or in an email. <laughs> but it's kind of slimy. There's like I know a, what you mean. Ucilogy? Yes. Well, it's probably not a word either. Yeah, no. Well well, it no, there's just on the out there's Mucus. this layer of, yeah, almost mucusy. But it it's good. I' it like con- it, it adds the consistency of the experience. That's what I'm getting. Okay. I get a little bit of that. So mango. Um, mango I'm now like going into the recesses of my experience. I want to say. oaky
1: excuse me oaky not like oh. oat <laughs> so that was like some slime way of saying okay oaky oaky <laughs> oaky doaky so oaky like yeah. like oak wood
0: yeah okay. o-
1: almost like
0: you're by a tree stump do, do you have more in your cup right now so, yeah I, do. I want you to
1: take a big swig another okay. just a huge swig
0: huge swig
1: and give me your third and final guess
0: Um. Honestly, the first thing that came to mind was that like a, a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. I don't know why Mary Poppins is in my head, but it it's very thick. The consistency
1: is is thick, and I, and I feel like when it when how it, how might one describe something that is thick from a mouthfeel perspective? I would say that it
0: is, and when you're saying how might one describe something thick from a mouthfeel perspective, maybe that it's, I'm not, I'm not there. I'm just thick is the word that I have in my mouth. Um, Full-bodied is is the coffee like, but it's it's more than that. It's more than than substantial. Substantial. Yes. Um,
1: You're close. All right. Yeah, I'm think like a rich, creamy thickness. Creamy, I'm gonna give it to you, my friend. Okay, all right. Are you ready?
0: I already know that I got it. Let's go.
1: Okay, this is we a need fun the, one. Reveal. the reveal. Yeah, we're gonna go to the reveal. The reveal okay. because there's this is Costa only Costa Rican coffee you said, right? Uh, Honduras. Honduras. There is there is only like I said is one giant description. Yep. I actually had to go online to purchase something that okay. would is, is what this description is. Really? Yes, so there's only one thing here. It's a little messy. Can you tell me what this is? What?
0: This is what I used to write on the sidewalk with as a child. Give it a
1: tilt. Give it a tilt to the camera a little bit.
0: This is pink chalk.
1: Nope. What is this? I want you to put that. Take a ma- piece of that. Eat it? Take a piece of that and eat it.
0: It's strawberry something.
1: It is strawberry.
0: Strawberry what?
1: The description is strawberry astronaut extra creamy ice cream. You are having
0: astronaut
1: freeze dried ice cream cream Thick. creamy strawberry no, not fact- mango. Yeah
0: mango is different.
1: Have you ever had anything like that like a that is actually so here's the thing. It was very difficult to find that Um The strawberry freeze dried ice cream by itself. Yeah. So it's actually from a Neapolitan uh, ice cream sandwich that's been dehydrated. Really? I I keep saying freeze dried, and I'm likening that to dehydration, and that's probably not correct. I think it's just dehydrated, not freeze dried.
0: Strawberry astronaut, extra creamy ice cream. Yeah. So now,
1: hold on. I I said I have the rest of the ice cream sandwich here. Oh, I have the vanilla and the chocolate portion. That's
0: all freeze dried.
1: Yeah, I think I'm, I'm going to have to go get the packaging. Have you ever had this before? No. Mm-hmm. This is weird. <laughs> um, Very odd. But once, once you hydrate it with your saliva, it yeah. tastes a lot like an ice cream sandwich. It is. I will it, say I have had a vanilla, very freeze like uh, ice cream I mean, sandwich just- like this, dehydrated, whatever. I'm gonna go get the bag, and the vanilla was a lot more pleasant than the chocolate portion that I just had. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So I pulled up the description from my purchase. Yeah, and this is from Astronaut Foods. So it's Astronaut Foods freeze dried ice cream sandwich. So it is considered freeze dried, but I'm it's, somehow by doing it, it's like dehydrating it. Interesting. So that is the, dis- the I was using freeze dried and that was the correct way to describe it.
0: There's so much crunch to it. What's what's interesting is I obviously think that drinking a liquid could never equate
1: to the
0: tangible experience of closing <laughs> a freeze dried ice cream sandwich in your mouth. Yep. I understand the creaminess yep. when I talked about the thickness, even the part of the mango I was speaking to. Was that The texture and the mouthfeel of a mango, it's heavy. And that's crazy and very exciting. Yeah. Um, That was a fun
1: reveal. I enjoyed that.
0: Yeah. Super fun reveal. I think that they win creative points for using a description that's definitely not
1: on the flavor wheel. And I'll be honest with you. It's probably one of the reasons I
0: picked it. (laughs) Yeah. And And it's fun to watch people get outside of the norm to describe a coffee that they have. And truth is, I mean, whoever decided on this descriptor may have had an experience with freeze-dried ice cream. Mm -hmm. And when they tasted it, they said, this is exactly what it tastes like. That's right. So the encouragement is get out there, keep tasting things. Because then when you try a new coffee, it might trigger your memory for a moment that you had had something as obscure as freeze-dried astronaut Neapolitan Mm -hmm. ice cream (laughs) bars.
1: And, and you remembered what the strawberry side of that ice cream bar tasted like. Exactly. So, all right. Well, cheers. Cheers. All right. Let's talk about specialty coffee today, Josiah. You are my guide. And I want you to enlighten me and the rest of the entire universe, not just the world, the whole universe. Yeah, everyone in the entire universe. I want you to be the right expert, now. which is the number one thing you don't want to be. Right.
0: <laughs> Um, Okay, specialty coffee. What makes it specialty? Why is it different from other types of coffee? I want to start with a conversation that we've had probably a couple times on the show, but it is really important. There's a reference to waves. Mm. I'm not talking about waves. Not surfing. On the ocean. No, this isn't uh, waves on the Atlantic or Pacific Ocean. Waves in your hair. No. Waves goodbye. (laughs) Waves hello. There are a lot of waves out there. Audio waves, wave files, dot wave.
1: Pudding. Pudding. Yeah. <laughs> what? Come on, that's <laughs> an office reference for you now. Come on. It is. Uh, is that is it Dwight who does that? Or no, is it Michael Scott? Michael Scott. He wants to Michael be in on the Scott. joke and he can't think of the dessert pun. P- pudding. 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 Put um. <laughs> him <So>, in custody. <laughs>
0: Uh, <laughs> now you gotta are, get back on track. There are waves of um it's our timeline in coffee history, right now. Coffee has been around for a very, 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 very long
1: time. I'm nine, sure, nine, 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 long. Nine, time.
0: nine, 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 nine. I'm sure there's an estimate for how many nines ago this coffee uh was birthed into the universe in Ethiopia, but. We're riding a wave right now.
1: Okay. Which wave are
0: we riding? Modern day coffee, the third wave.
1: Third wave. How how did we get there? What's the first wave?
0: So the trajectory started with coffee becoming commonplace in the United States. So coffee became very accessible and you could find it on the shelves at the supermarket. You could find it in a bag. You could find really coffee became... Accessible, it became attainable. It became easy to make at home in your kitchen, fast and convenient. Exactly, right? you were able. You were able to walk to your local corner store, find a bag of coffee on the shelf, pick it up, take it home with you. Um, which was really awesome because I know for a really, really long time, um, coffee was inaccessible. It wasn't as popularized. And then coffee became very, very, I mean, coffee's been around forever. And people have been drinking it for a long time. But there was one point in history when coffee was like unreachable un, um, for lower class. Okay, Coffee was very, very, very um, desired, but also it was for the wealthy. Okay. And then coffee became accessible. Now we're in modern day. It's and and I, will say, I will
1: say on the shelf supermarket memory. Go. Flashback. Go. I always felt like the people who were like really fancy were, were the people who used that like built-in grinder at the store. Do you know what I'm talking about? There was like a built-in grinder no. that used to be yes in the in supermarket. Yes, and built-in. To yeah, it was what? It, like to like the shelves. It was just like hang hanging up there, right next to the coffee section. Yes, and like I think I saw like one person ever use it in my entire childhood. But I feel like it made the aroma um no stronger way. yeah yeah so i guess if you wanted to buy it whole bean at the grocery store then you could grind it right there on site it's not still there, is it? i don't think so i'm pretty sure that, that now that, what
0: i'm curious of because i'm going back into my log of memories was this like a tall thin like did it have a clear receptacle at the top where you,
1: you yeah i'm pretty sure that's what it was it
0: came out in the bottom there's like a little basket section
1: I think so. Roy. Roy, do you remember at the grocery store growing up when they had that the automatic, the the built-in grinder? When you
0: said it, I was imagining I think they still at the have supermarket.
1: It there. See, he thinks they still have it. I don't think they have it. Last time I went
0: to Earth Fair, when Earth Fair was the thing, they had it. Trader oh. Joe's has it too. Interesting. I need I need to look because now I'm realizing I probably just ignored it because I have my own grinder at home. Yeah, but I don't think that it's at the bigger. Chain stores like a Target it, or a Walmart. No, or, no. What
1: I mean it was a Publix growing up. For for all the people not in from the south, yeah. For everyone, we're, we're shopping not is from a pleasure. The southeast part of <laughs> United States,
0: Publix. They're growing though. Is a grocery store, um, and it's where people go to buy coffee. <laughs> but we're not sure. I mean, you're saying that's the memory that you're having is
1: in that, Publix. In Publix specifically. Listen, you have a penchant for Publix. So. I love Publix.
0: I love Publix right now because it's where Sophie and I go to get all of our deli meats and cheeses. Are you a Uh, boar's
1: head man or you stick with Publix mainline brand? We
0: stick with Publix mainline. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they've always got a sale.
1: Okay. And you can't pass on that.
0: No, we
1: can't pass on it. You You can't pass on that wave, which brings us back to... See, I was trying to...
0: There you go. Full circle brings us back to the first wave, which is coffee on the shelf, reachable for people. It's not for just the rich anymore. It's for everybody. Um, Now, the one downside to that wave was coffee was just getting into these bags as quickly as it possibly could, probably neglected in some of the earlier stages, um, and potentially just burnt. Um, So coffee wasn't... The quality of the
1: coffee... Wasn't what could have been. I want to know if that was like a, a calculated decision, or if they just weren't even thinking about it. Like, was there was there an intentional compromise? or people thinking about coffee the same way that we think about it today? When we think about, like, I'm
0: trying to think about everything that eventually re- reached like mass production, and everyone was like, "We're going to put this on the shelves." As soon as something becomes extremely popular, and everyone's like, "We're going to get in on this." quality is right out somebody <laughs> it, it, yeah somebody decides i know how to make money i'm going to spend the least i possibly can to get this product out there produce it in mass quantities
1: and sell it to make sure that i reap the, and benefits. Then the, quali- the quality of fidget spinner just went way down i after. was thinking
0: about that i was like what
1: what Fidget spinners are a really great example. <laughs> I don't think there is such a thing. Well, so I'm sure there's going to be a, a fidget no, spinner. No, there, there is
0: difference in the quality of fidget spinners.
1: Dude, I'm, I'm, I'm an out. Listen, I'm going to go on record. I may offend some people. I can't stand fidget spinners. I, I, it's Have a, you it's tried a fidget th- poppers? Uh, d- wait, no. Don't tell me those little popping things. Oh, gosh. The, no. little
0: poppy, the little popping things. No,
1: no please don't. Please don't. <laughs> That helps
0: a lot of people out there. Okay, <laughs> for everybody listening who likes this, <laughs> stop. And, this is not and fidget spinners. Um, you, you are still loved. You are still. Valuable. You're
1: loved. You're accepted. <laughs> I just, I don't understand. Yeah, and that's okay. I don't have to. It's for you. It's not for me. Well, just like fidget spinners, mass quantities, <laughs> pretty much
0: anything, for some reason has lessened the quality of the product, and I think that that's what happened in the first wave. But then after the first wave came, people wanted coffee. You said fast and convenient. Even faster and even more convenient. And I'm sure
1: cheaper. Like, just drive that price down.
0: Drive it down. But in the second wave is when we get the faster, more convenient. Uh, I would say the price had the potential to go down. But in the second wave, to make it very clear, second wave was drive-through coffee. But what happened was all of these fast fast coffee, fast food chains that decided to get in the coffee business to make the profit and not bring the the cost way, 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 way down, were able to add syrups, milk, Mm -hmm. whipped cream, and anything to drive up that price. Sauce a little... Drizzles yeah sauce throw some salt in there make it a salted caramel <laughs> you know like there's all these different options Dude, do, do, see you're hit, then you're, you Wait, hold it. on
1: hold on you're hitting buttons with me today though <laughs> you, uh, <laughs> did i hit a button with salted, salted car- caramel yes i um, i i just think salted caramel is the worst thing that ever happened to caramel okay hold on i'm t- listen i'm maybe i'm a little uh, spicy today but man are you not a sweet and salty person i'm okay with sweet and salty The problem with salted caramel, Josiah, salt has a texture. When I want to consume a delicious, (laughs) gooey, or chewy piece of caramel, I don't want to feel like I'm having an oyster and I might get sand, okay? So are you imagining a
0: piece, like a caramel candy you put in your mouth, and then you bite into it, and there's
1: grit. Grit. There is. And I don't like the grit. But salted caramel like treats. They have the grit in them. You just don't like I'm grit. The grit. I'm, maybe I'm grit sensitive. It's a texture
0: thing. I'm texture sensitive for sure. But I don't know that I've had many caramel, salted caramel items that have triggered that kind of a response in me.
1: Listen, all I want is for, and maybe I don't think it exists, but if it, if it does, then somebody can tell me, but I have a Ghirardelli wish. I can't tell you which. I want dark chocolate squares filled with caramel, but not sea salt. I don't. I don't. I don't want salted anything. So they don't have. I want a dark, dark chocolate. chocolate caramel squares. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think that's a
0: thing. We need. We need to Hold fact, on. Check. fact check that. Fact check. fact check. Fact check. Pause. From what I can tell, there is no dark chocolate filled with caramel without sea salt. See. I'm telling you. Wow. And, and it's a travesty. If anybody knows um, Mr. or Mrs. Ghirardelli, if you could <laughs> give them a ring and ask for them to remove the sea salt and send us a bag I've, of dark chocolate,
1: the ground, caramel-filled squares. Ground-to-earth edition. Yes. G2E. I like it. Um, okay, anyway. Okay. <laughs> second wave.
0: Second wave. Fast food coffee. You can have your salted caramel don't worry. There's not real salt in it because it's it's <laughs> it's salt flavoring. Oh gosh. Um. Yeah. It's it's supposed to mimic the taste of salt. They had all different types of build-your own coffee experience that you know I, people love. They, they still, I still love it. to this day. And that was the surge of. I don't remember which one came first. There's one before Starbucks that was really popular really popping it's not no no it's not coming to mind for either one of you i remember before starbucks oh, yeah I think caribou before, came
1: after didn't it no it was before
0: starbucks that was really really big really popular really low on our uh second it's wave coffee yeah it, it it was one of the first fast food like you'd find it in the mall um uh, i think they had their own stores that you could drive up to But this this would have been back in the 80s oh then late Mm. 80s comes starbucks and they surge in popularity out in seattle and they make their way all over the country and now they're on every corner in new york city um and there's nothing against those big guys you know they are making coffee in a way that people can get very very fast very very convenient exactly the way they want it
1: um consistent
0: yeah, and, and they do have a level of consistency that I hear from customers at our shop all the time. They're like, oh, this is what I get at Starbucks. Oh, th- like every single time I go to Starbucks, it tastes like this. Um, and so it's mostly good comments until people's eyes are opened <laughs> to the next wave and of t- coffee, which tell me about is that. the third wave. It's where we are now. Third time's the charm. Ooh. We had our first wave on the shelf, our second wave in the the driver's seat. Mm -hmm, Okay. Third wave in the drive through. Um, And then third wave is what we now know as specialty coffee. Mm -hmm. Specialty coffee is uh, most likely uh, small businesses. Now, what we experience probably as a consumer is these really niche, really uh, excellent spaces where people are taking care of coffee and the cup of coffee that I get is really, really delicious. Um, But there's a lot more to specialty coffee than just what happens when you walk into the doors of a lovely place with really kind people who give you an excellent cup of coffee. Specialty coffee is... Something that I would say probably at this point, you correct me if you think I'm wrong, this is total guesstimation on my part, but that only 20% of people would hear and be able to clearly identify 20%. It's maybe giving too much. Dude, did you just throw out just a random stat? This is Josiah's official stats. (laughs) That's a total. Of guesstimation for how many people in the United States would be able to Identify special coffee over a different. I think I think that's high. You think it's high? Twenty percent? Too much.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's high because you're saying that they'd be, be able to differentiate by taste.
0: No. Or experience. I'm thinking I'm that they would see two different shops and be able to say that's a specialty experience. And that is second wave or drive through no. or fast food coffee.
1: No. no, I think there's education to be
0: done. Yeah, I think that you're right.
1: Maybe that's why we. Maybe that's why we. That's what I'm show. here for.
0: Yeah, maybe maybe that's why we signed up for this gig. <laughs> Fact check. Uh, no, yeah, twenty percent was really really generous. But I I stand by the idea
1: that. Maybe,
0: maybe 20% is just, the potential.
1: I just want you to doubt. <laughs> By the time we're done here, I just want you to doubt yourself entirely. That's my yeah, goal. Yeah, you
0: know, I do doubt myself most of the time. But <laughs> no, today, no, now I got to encourage. So I got to switch. Uh, today, we're going to search the interwebs for what is special to coffee and figure out what people think about what special to coffee is. And like I said, it is the entire journey of coffee from the farm to the cup. And like you said, that could take out shop entirely because we're drinking this coffee right now. Yeah. Insert dial-up sound now. Boom. Done. Okay, so the first thing that I see this is, I love this actually. The very first thing that came up on my device is a picture from the Specialty Coffee Association. Why don't
1: you describe it for all the people who are just listening?
0: So I see a yellowish, reddish, brown, coffee, remainder you could say brown but it's really not brown golden ochre wow pulling out the dictionary on that one so i see some beautiful coffee remain remainder and then i see milk i see four layers like half moons there you go. what do they call that um that that whole like Patter- chart pattern of like the the phases of the moon It looks like one of those tattoos that an indie girl would get of the. (laughs) The crescent moon. The crescent moon. It's it's phases of the moon. It's phases of the moon. It's indie girl's arm um, in a cup. And (laughs) it's very, it's very, it looks really, really, really good. It looks great. And that is what we, this is copyrighted by Robert J.N. Sanchez. Shout out to Robert. Maybe we can't. Maybe we can't show this. Um, sure right. you can. Credit due. Sure. Absolutely. Why all right. No? What else we got? And The next thing that I've found is a human's definition of specialty coffee.
1: As opposed to robots? As opposed to um, alien. Or feline or... Correct. Canine or bovine? <laughs> yes. The- so <laughs> Um, Tell me what a human's
0: definition. This is the to be. human's definition of it: a specialty level cafe has high quality beans slash roasting. Sounds like a computer wrote this, and attentive comma scientific brewing. Okay, so it's high quality bean sourcing and roasting, and attentive scientific brewing a lot in here established high-end roaster that uses specialty grade beans offering from multiple high-end roasters Roasts its own coffee now this is this is the definition for a specialty cafe uh-huh. so they're missing out on the entire definition of specialty coffee
1: let's 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 go all the way back then we need we need, let's we go need to the, the farm. whole picture we need the whole farm
0: now i see a chart this is a beautiful chart this kind of looks like um i was going to say monopoly the game of life Probably closer. Yeah, this is closer to the game. of Single life. track. Yeah, it's single track all the way to the end. Can, Candyland. Candyland is actually exactly what I was thinking.
1: Except you can go. Yeah, mm, you can go backwards in Candyland. You cannot go backwards in the process of specialty coffee. No, you can't. So so well. I, I wasn't going to take that analogy. You any can't further. reverse it. You can't reverse yeah, it. Yeah. I, what can't fix can't fix What I need to
0: know now is is there any salted caramel on the Candyland cane? No,
1: definitely not. There's not <laughs> that that sounds like there's, there's a candy cane on that there. That sounds like a very pretentious version of Candyland or um like the hipster version. Yeah. Well you, you know who makes Candyland? Is that Milton Burrow or is it? I have no idea who makes it.
0: I have no idea, but I, did I wonder wait, if- did that, I, No, did I mix? You it's did, Milton Bradley, right? You, I thought you said Milton Burrow, and I was like, I'm said, tr- searching my mind for who I think it's would Hasbro or-
1: It's Hasbro. Yeah. I just, but I made that's, it. Candyland's not a Hasbro- No. Game. Who makes Milton Candyland? Milton Bradley sounds. Yeah. I was a portmanteau. I just wanted to include everybody. There you go. We're just we're just considering everybody who
0: might have ever made any games. <laughs> Roy's gonna fact check. It's all inclusive and unpretentious. We okay, so we've got our specialty coffee game here. Hold on, no, I need to know who makes
1: Candyland. Oh is so no, fun. I was completely wrong. Hasbro. Hasbro made it is Hasbro Candyland, but it's yeah. not Milton. Or Milton, he missed poor out. Or Milton, maybe he passed on
0: it. Maybe he can make the specialty coffee game. It starts and says, and how did you start your Monday? Hopefully with an episode of Ground to Earth.
1: I like it. We could we could be at a, 5 a.m. We're a co-sponsor of this game. We could. There's so many ideas out there. All right. Oh, so take take me take me down the land. All right. Great teamwork, no mistakes.
0: That's our tagline. Specialty coffee. Great teamwork, no mistakes.
1: This comes from Coffee Samurai. I mean, that sounds like a really great tagline, but I don't think that that really defines specialty coffee. I think that's the goal. I can have great teamwork and no mistakes, but not be making coffee. The difficulty here is that
0: the mistakes someone could make are definitely subjective. Because everybody has preferences Uh, on what they want their coffee to taste like. Depending on where they're from, what they're after, where the coffee's from, everybody's looking for their own coffee They've got their own coffee palette. Uh, so this, per- let's see what this person's no mistakes are. It starts with a coffee tree is grown in a right climate and altitude.
1: And I will ask this: the coffee varietals. Is that um, are there any particular varietals that are considered specialty, or can you just have a high uh, quality yield from any type of? Varietal, right? Yeah, okay. I think I think you hit the nail on that with that one. But but I would say I would I would guess that in specialty coffee you're gonna have you're probably gonna see more um, variety, <laughs> more options from varietals that people are willing to try, explore and explore. Okay. Yeah, I
0: mean there there are obviously um, species of coffee that are more popular and more accessible that have been grown a lot more, and then there are like rare. Rare breeds and and, and, prop, um, and more susceptible
1: or they're harder to grow, more susceptible to
0: disease, exactly, or have to be in the exact right altitude. And that's what's interesting about this, saying the right climate and altitude. But we've had previous conversations with coffee roasters, green buyers, to talk about the fact that altitude, again, can be subjective, and it can be up to preference because there was conversations about shade grown versus non-shade grown. Um, what the, what the weather conditions should be, but if you grow this coffee in this climate without any shade versus what if you took that same coffee and you grew it with shade at a different altitude, Yeah, you can, you can yield a different result from that coffee. Um, but I agree it should be in the right climate, should be at the correct altitude to get the best out of the coffee. That's the goal. Um, no mistakes. <laughs> Mistakeless. That sounds like, um, no mistakes. No soup for you. That's, that's yes. what I was thinking when I've been yeah. reading this. No mistakes. I just got through that episode. I did too. I just watched it the other day. Seinfeld. So good. Um, I love that Elaine, somehow that Elaine's, what was it? Her like cupboard or, she sells it like yeah, an like armoire. It was yeah. an armoire. She um, finds the recipe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely just spoiled that episode. Um, next, next step on this chain is only ripe cherries were hand-picked. OK? That's detailed. To so walk around, identify this cherry is ripe enough to be plucked, so that the coffee seed coffee bean is ready for the next step. Okay? Um, and I want to do that one day.: I'm, I'm believing. I want to get out on the farm. Be with those coffee cherries. See if it's ripe enough, and if it's ripe enough, pluck it. But don't eat it. I could see it happen now. I could see us there. I could see Roy giving me the same grin as I as I as I pluck the coffee cherry behind the behind the cabra, and then I say, "Roy, would you like to take a bite?" <laughs> and his arm stretches and Roy out, to reaches me, out, and then he takes it. And he takes a bite. Are you there with us? Can you see it now? Can you see it now? There we are. Can you hear the sounds of nature? <laughs> I think maybe in,
1: in a few months to a year, we can use the meta uh, Oculus to get us there remotely. But I want to be the person that's there for real.
0: Hmm. Yes, I do. I want to go there for real first and then recreate it in the meta Oculus and be able to. And then you'll be able to feel it, and you'll be able to walk. Technology, man. Ready Player One. Ready Player. Ready Player uh, Baristas. Uh,
1: uh, um, You've never seen the movie Ready I Player One. Oh, oh my goodness! Wow. I mean, I'm listen. I'm very familiar with the concept, but I I have not seen the movie. No.
0: Okay. Well, we're gonna finish. We're gonna finish Why the journey. We finish our. Because Ready Player One is. Uh, it is going to land us with the end of this conversation. Wow. Okay, so we've got only hand ripe cherries were picked. We visualized it. We were just there. We just I just put a coffee cherry in Roy's mouth, and <laughs> <laughs> we reset that. Um, and and then what's next is hardworking farmer. Okay. Um, I love that. It's somebody who cares about their crop. It's somebody who's been really strategic. And wants to yield the best result, as we've been talking about. Up next is the right processing method.
1: Now, how do you define right? Exactly. Because that that seems like a subjective... That's (laughs) That's the definition. No mistakes. I I would say that that's subjective. And that's part of the experimentation and... Absolutely. Trying different things. But I think that it's up to the
0: farmer's discretion for all... All of the factors that have been taken into consideration so far Mm -hmm. for what they believe will get the best out of that coffee. Okay. You know, Um, so they go for the right processing method, which is subjective, and into um, great green coffee beans. Love that. Green coffee beans, try to bite them, break a tooth. I'll do that. And then you've got a trained green coffee beans buyer. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what this says? Yeah, the way that it's labeled. Trained green coffee beans buyer. Um, Okay. There you go. You've got that person who's buying the green beans and is going to sell them to a skillful roaster. Okay. A skillful roaster is going to be very deliberate with heat. Thermodynamics. They're going to make sure that that coffee gets the necessary love and attention of higher temperatures. They're going to roast it. They're going to they're going to roast it real good. They're cooking it. But yes, they're going to cook up some coffee, just the just the right amount of cooking.
1: Uh, now, a lot of times, I, I mean, I don't think this is on the list, but they tend to be on the lighter profile for roasting. Lighter to medium. Yeah.
0: Out of a scale of a hundred, probably in if this if zero is the lightest, zero is green. Zero is green. Then it would be anywhere from zero to fifty. Got it. Maybe sixty, maybe yes. seventy, occasionally. But up in the top regions is when is when you're probably not going to be as skillful as a roaster because you're just whoop, throwing heat on it, and your result is going to be some very oily, very ashy. Very, very, very dark coffees. Some people like it. It'd be a shame for all the work and all the work that's happened so far. Yeah. All the no mistakes that have (laughs) happened just for a roaster to burn it all up, burn it to the ground. It'd be really sad. Burn Um, it to the ground. (laughs) And then next phase is a professional barista. Somebody who's able to brew the coffee just right. Like you. Today in the kitchen in the studio made this delicious coffee from Ethiopia.
1: I, I dishonor that we got took this whole step just for you to call me a professional. A I professional mean. home barista. <laughs> well, that took it down a notch, but I'll I'll <laughs> well, take I it say, anyway.
0: Because this isn't your profession to make no, coffee. No, it's not. But it's my profession to make
1: coffee. But I mean you don't do how do you define what it means to be a professional? Do you have to make money on it? Oh, by definition, I think you do. Yeah, I but think I mean. <laughs> that you
0: do. I think that you have to profit off of it somehow.
1: Um, so you could be really bad and still yeah, be a professional. Yeah, you could get paid to
0: make coffee and, and not do a great job. But again, subjective. Subjective. Okay. No mistakes. And the very last one. Love this. A lot of craziness, passion, and love. <laughs> a lot of craziness, passion, and love. Great specialty coffee in the morning. This, this really does feel like a game. To me. We had it had me until the, the very end. Yeah. And then it got really weird. Skillful roaster, professional barista, a lot of craziness, passion, and love. Great specialty coffee in the morning.
1: Okay. Well, I mean, I think in general it tells the story. Yeah, it definitely does. We
0: know that specialty coffee is about all of it. It's about the farm. It's about um, the, anybody who's working on the farm who's plucking the coffee.
1: But it's, so it's the, it's the source of the, of the bean? how it's processed, the selection, it's um, very, um, this high, high, high end, Mm -hmm. um, top quality, absolute top. And then, The attention of the roaster. The roaster. And then obviously, how it's actually brewed. The detail of the brewing by the barista.
0: Yeah. And then finally, and what I do like about that last step, passion, craziness, love, it's people who are excited about it. You know, because you can get all the way to the end. Somebody's bought a cup of coffee and they're just about to dump a bunch of cream, a bunch of sugar. Now, take your coffee the way you like your coffee. Support specialty coffee shops. I think it's amazing. And have a cup of coffee you really, really like. But there are people that aren't very passionate about it. You know, They're just going to get their coffee and go on their merry way. Mm-hmm. But there is something special about understanding all the attention, all of the detail, all of the focus and hard work that it took to make what's in your hand, that came from someplace and it was valued all the way through the process. And then to have somebody at the end who values it, says, wow, no way. This happened this way. This person who owns this farm sold it to that person who roasted it just like that. And now I get to drink it. This is really, really cool. That's what makes it specialty.
1: Can I ask a? I need a closing question here. Okay, and you closing you you can't be wrong with this one. So this is a win for everybody. Love it. Let's win. I want I want Josiah's fourth wave prediction. Fourth wave. Is there a fourth wave to be had? See, you said third wave's a charm. So form fourth wave could be dystopian if you'd like. But I mean, is there a fourth wave?
0: I've had a prediction for a while now, and I have wondered. I've wondered how to articulate this because it's very sensitive in the special coffee industry. What's coming next? I went to uh, Special Coffee Expo in 2019. And it was my very first time. And I remember walking around this giant room in Boston. It was in Boston, which was the birthplace of David's coffee. You had a very special coffee experience this there, remember? Good this good memory. Is, yeah, like this, this is this. this nice is, throwback. This is referencing an earlier episode um, I was in Boston, Specialty Coffee Expo, same place you had an a, a unforgettable experience of coffee. And I was wow. in this giant… I, Ballroom's the wrong word. It's one of those massive arenas, conference convention center, centers, right? convention center. And there, there were all of these different specialty coffee companies like Curtis and La Marzocco. And I was there with a friend. His name is Dan. Dan Cram, beautiful man, owns a coffee shop named Maine Coffee in Boca Raton. He had a chance to travel from all over the world to it. Um, He helped me get in, got to stay with his cousin that weekend. But we were walking around and all that I could see was innovation. This is a long story for a short answer because I think that the fourth wave of coffee is technology. And I also see that a lot of people are scared by it because it takes out the element of every part of the process we talked about today has human touch. Mm-hmm. All of it is like somebody is there making sure that coffee is taken care of. But now everything's being automated. It's automation. It's Automation and technology in our digital age is getting rid of the human element in coffee, which I don't think that you'll ever be able to do that totally and completely because there's something really special about having somebody pour hot water over your coffee that they ground just at the right grind setting. But there were robots making coffee everywhere. There were espresso Brilliant. machines that could just do all the work for you. There was um, there's this really interesting roaster. It's called the Bellwether Roaster that roasts only a pound at a time, but it's automated, it's completely automated. You so say you take your green beans, set it in the machine, there's an iPad, and you get to watch the trajectory of your beans being roasted to a, to a setting, but you you don't have control, it takes control out of the mix. Um, they have some awesome roasters, Bellwether, it seems like a really, really great company. They actually have a Bellwether roaster at Paradeco out in St. Pete. Um, but it's wild to watch computers, robots, <laughs> all these machines making coffee for you. And there's like drip coffee makers. You know, we have a Curtis G4 at the shop, and it it brews the coffee for us. And those have been around for a really, really long time. But I think that the fourth wave is like iRobot for coffee. Okay. Will Smith yeah. is gonna be run running runnin for his life.
1: Okay. <laughs> You're gonna be throwing (laughs) chucking green beans at them left and right. Exactly. Um, so that that's my prediction. Okay, all right. Well, for now, we'll just enjoy the world we live in. Yeah. In the world of specialty. Specialty
0: coffee, paying attention on coffee, people who love it and are passionate and crazy.
1: Okay. Well, we'll be passionate and crazy while we drink it. Sound good? All right. Cheers. We'll catch you on the flippity sip. Ground to Earth is produced by David Furry, Josiah Kent, and Roy Saringo. Editing by Roy Saringo and David Gardner. Video by Roy Saringo and David Gardner. Music is by David Furry, Riley Thornton, and Josiah Kent. Thanks for getting Ground to Earth with your hosts, Josiah Kent and myself, David Furry. See you next time.